All right, good morning, everybody. Happy 2022. It's January 12th while we're recording this podcast. So I guess I'm I'm pretty close to being at the end of my rope with being able to say happy 2022, but I'm going to get one more in there. I'm Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania, and I'm joined by Steve Parisi, who is the president and CEO of IBC Global that we were just talking about very specifically. Uh, Steve, how you doing today? Fantastic, my friend. How are you? Good, good. good uh, excited for a new year. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, we had a crazy uh, buckle up and ride yeah. end of 2021 from a business perspective. All good. A uh, ton of business got pushed through, um, which hasn't always been the case. You know, it, I haven't had those kind of typical insurance business year ends over the last few years, but this one certainly was for very specific reasons. Uh, and we're ready for a new year. So we want to talk about how uh, 2021 wrapped up um, from a business perspective, from a new product perspective, and some of the different carriers that you're dealing with. Um, and then talk about, you know, like w- where we think we're headed in 2022 and, and what your clients have in store for them as we move forward with new business. So, you know, in general, uh, what did the end of year look like for you guys over there? Yeah, um, it was something like I've never seen before. Um, It was the craziest, I'd say 45 days, really mid-November, excuse me, is when it started to pick up um, at a high, high frequency, partly um, on the mass mutual side because they had that application deadline by um, November 19th. Um, Same thing with Guardian, as people looked at other carriers as well. Um, But it was a mad sprint. Um, I remember there was a span of two weeks where we got somewhere around 150 applications in, like total, just between all carriers. Um, And just processing that, getting the information, trying to get them approved if you need medical records and such by year end. That was challenging. We got a big chunk of business through but a, a large chunk also did not get through where now we're looking at the newer products. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting over a bug. Um, but it was it was crazy to say the least. So, I mean, we had everyone going just uh, seven days a week, uh, just like you. I know you guys were nonstop um, in fulfilling all the questionnaires, the application requests, and then still being thorough with people. Like our big, <clears throat> big thing as a company is to provide- Not training. rushing. Yeah, transparency, show the different options, take the time so no one feels rushed. And to do that when you are rushed because you've got an actual deadline coming up, that was a case where like, okay, like I'll step in, help wherever I can, show the information as well, the different policy options, um, and then let the person decide from there knowing that they've got a, a, a deadline, which was... I'm surprised actually that that many of your clients were that um keen and focused on locking in the old guaranteed rates yeah as know. opposed to like you know to summarize the the product changes and i don't know if you can summarize them that much across the board carrier to carrier but if i had to really oversimplify it do you think i'm 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 on the on the right path to say the old products had better guaranteed crediting rates. The new products probably have better ability to drive more cash accumulation. 
They, they do. You've got more potential with them. You know, that, that was a good summary. You've got with the new products, you have lower guaranteed rates between 2 and 3.75%. You also have higher PUA rider fees for the most part um, with most companies and products, which impacts the upfront cash value, the break-even point. When a, a lot of people, real estate investors and business owners, do look at that quite a bit. Um, so when they look at the old and the new and say, hey, long-term, the options are similar. The new product does have a little bit greater long-term potential, but I like that upfront cash value a bit more. Not that I'm even going to use it. I just like to see it there because it's my money. We get that, that mentality quite a bit and I get it 100%, um, especially if you're a business owner. That that I think was a big driver of the older product where they liked that a little bit stronger upfront cash value, which was not due to the higher guaranteed rate. That's a result of the increased PUA fees that most companies have assessed on their products. Right. Yeah. Well, really, if you're breaking it down, like I know that you are so analytical and so specific, and and, and a lot, and so a lot of your clients are as well. I feel like a lot of times when I'm looking at this stuff, we get lost in the weeds of these little nuanced changes in product. Yeah. These changes really material. They they are. Do you notice significant, significant change, whether it's good or bad? So, you know, I'll do my best to not go super deep into the weeds, which I've got a problem with often. Um, when you look at the new products, and old products. Let's start with the old products. I'll, I always state, and I still firmly believe this, if you do everything right, have a whole life insurance policy with one of the major mutual carriers designed with a low premium, high PUA allocation, you can expect the net internal rate of return to fall somewhere between the 3 to 5% range over time. Like that's what you can expect right? based on actual data, all the historical stuff we always see. With the new products, I would expect the exact same thing between that 3 to 5% range over the long haul. Right. The difference is upfront because of those higher PUA fees, you will feel it a little, it's not huge, but you will feel it. You'll have typically around, call it 5% less with the new products in the first year than the old products, which a lot of people look at that and say, all right, I'm not going to use, I don't need access to another, but it's not 5%. Someone else may see it as material. But some people do, yeah. So how I try and look at it personally, like when I'm p- paying my and money, that, it's not to interrupt you, but then that pushes out your crossover, correct? Right? Which is important to people, yeah, yeah. It it is, you know. And yeah. I know there's, yeah. Some people don't care, but if someone, if a consumer cares about it, they say, "Hey, I'm very concerned about the break even, the upfront cash value, long term as well." But I want to see the cash upfront. That's what I like. The consumer, that's what they want. I'm going to focus on that. I'm not going to try and convince them not to do it. I'm going to show them options that have greater long term uh, potential with less upfront, so they can see everything. But it's ultimately what the consumer wants. So I want to listen to what they're saying and show the options that, that are in their best interest based on really what they want to accomplish um, because because they know what they want. I, I'm not in their mind. I'm not reading it. I can ask questions and get a good sense, but it's still them at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So but we both experienced um, crazy, not in a bad way. I mean, just a ton of business trying to get pushed through. It was nuts. For your end. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was great, actually. Um <laughs> Now, as we're turning the corner, starting a new year, 
Everybody's starting with a clean slate. All these carriers now um, have this in their rearview mirror for the most part, and we're dealing with these new products. What are you excited about, and and what are you concerned about, maybe from a from a carrier or a product perspective? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, the biggest cons- concern, and this is just probably me, me and everyone being a creature of habit, is when you look at the guarantees on whole life insurance policies. It's still a whole life product, meaning the guaranteed rate, the guaranteed interest rate will always exceed the insurance expenses and you'll see your guaranteed cash value go up no matter what as time passes. And that's a fundamental difference between whole life and IUL. With with whole life policies, you're guaranteed to go up no matter what. With IULs, with the guarantees, that doesn't happen. And that's not a shot at IULs, but you still have that core benefit to a whole life insurance product. But when we compare Here's what it used to be, oh, the the good old days, to what it is now. The guarantees are a little bit weaker. Um, For example, you could take um, the old Guardian products. I would look at them frequently. And if you do things right, have a break even between years five and six often on a guaranteed basis, which is strong, right, if you stuff that policy properly. Doing the exact same thing with the new products, and this is with Guardian with their guaranteed rate, not at 4%, but at 3%. PUA fee increased from 5% to 10%, so less upfront. The break-even point in that exact same scenario, instead of breaking even between 5 and 6, is now between years 8 and 9. On the guarantees, and also, when you look at the top companies, they've operated in a non-guaranteed environment for the past 150 years like paying dividends, not charging the the max charges for term riders and such. So, you know, we don't always have to look at the guarantees, but just to look at the differences there, if I were to answer your question to say, hey, what's not as good? What don't I like as much? The guarantees. When I look at the PUA fees, they're higher, a little bit less upfront, just to be transparent, going through the good and the bad. So that's what I don't like about the new products as much. A little bit less death benefit, too, for someone concerned about that in a cash value sale. Um, any questions on, on that before I get into the good? I mean, I guess my question would be, you know, I understand your sales process and I know the kind of um, detail that you go through with clients because just to break it down for anybody who's listening, you know, with a whole life policy, as long as that company declares a dividend, the guaranteed projections are kind of irrelevant in my right. mind. So it's nice to have those guarantees to back up this product that you've purchased, but I'm just going to speak for mass mutual, but the same goes for the other mutuals dating back to the 1860s mass mutuals declared a dividend every year for its policyholders. So literally the, the guaranteed values have have never real world really been applicable. Can you, are you comfortable removing that from your, from the conversation? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of, you know, and I, it's not a, I feel you. It's not a deceptive type of thing. Like I've been with Mass Mutual for 10 plus years. I don't talk to people about guarantees ever. Yeah, not because I'm avoiding it. It just it just never comes Doesn't up. Come up. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Um, so why I like to talk about it is what I have found over the years 
is very, very frequently consumers will ask about it. And we are, I, I get we're a bit unique in our market. We're fo- focused on the cash value. But a lot of times people do ask about it. Um, and when I noticed it, that question kept coming from different consumers with different backgrounds and different professions, what we started to do was market it. Like whenever we create any type of marketing, like videos and such, they are always always based on consumers or case studies that come from or questions or case studies that come from consumers. Like that's I want to hear what they're saying and then answer their question and then also serve a broad audience because if if you're my ideal client and you're asking me about guarantees, that means other people like you have that same interest where either they'll ask or if you show it to them, it's like, oh, I didn't know that. That's actually good awareness. Thank you. That'll, that'll turn them on. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're the group I want to work with. So it does help from a marketing standpoint, providing that transparency. Um, so will we stop doing it? Um, probably not. <laughs> but um, we you don't know. That always... last piece, exactly what you just said, yeah. the last couple of sentences really makes a lot of sense. You never know what's going to pique somebody's interest or what's going to grab someone or you know, kind of turn a, a light switch on and yeah. y- you have found that, you know, for some certain demographic of people or some certain kind of wired mentality type of people that th- that is, that's a real applicable topic that, that grabs some eyeballs. Yeah. And it's also an ob- objection uh, on, a, on a frequent basis as well. If you're up against a a financial planner that does not like whole life insurance says, oh, you always got to look at the guarantees or something like that. What I have found is whenever you're being transparent and going through the good, but also the bad and even the outright ugly about your, your process, your product, whatever it is that you're selling and discussing, that completely eliminates any objection that might be thrown at you because you showed the client first, here's the good, here's where people have expressed concern, here's the reason why, this isn't very likely to happen, but you know we just want to be transparent with you as well. This way when someone comes in, because this happens a lot, I think you've probably seen this a lot more than me, oh, you know, you got to be aware of whole life insurance, you know, make sure you look at the guaranteed ledger, and then it's like, yeah, my guy showed me that, here's what it is. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this other guy is trying to attack, when you're just being transparent with the numbers, it's like you can't you can't lose there. You're just being open yeah. with everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. <clears throat> so then, what about uh, what are you excited about? Yeah, this year. Yeah, so excited about a lot. I um, mean, you're always excited about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have fun with this stuff, man. Yeah. Like, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so focusing on the products, if I were to start with those, just because we, we talked about the bad, I don't want to just, I don't want to leave it that. Um, for the, the individual that is laser focused on cash value, which is typically who we deal with, when you look at the new products, the benefit is really in the long-term potential. What has happened with this change with lower guaranteed rates, you need less death benefit to get the same MEC limit without getting into the details there. Basically, it means we can have a little bit lesser insurance expense, which with lesser expenses, you can see greater long-term cash values on a policy. So you do have greater potential when you look at whole life insurance and cash accumulation, which is great. When you look at the upfront cash value, it's still it's still attractive. I mean, if you do everything like what people are used to that, that work with us, if you do everything right, you'll typically see your first year cash value between 80 and 
the break even, you know, to set expectations properly, I'll often state it should fall somewhere between years four and six in most cases before it was years three to six, three to five. So that's the, the PUA fee. Yeah. Some companies, you know, I like what Mass Mutual did. Um, it was a, a huge update um, with the, the four different guaranteed rates and then also with their PUA fees with their Lister and Ailer. They increased it on most products, but some products they didn't. Like their mass ten, their their whole life ten pay and their whole life fifteen pay, they didn't increase the PUA fees. Yeah. So granted, they're limited pay products, but just when you look at them for the individual that says, "I want maximum internal rate of return," I don't want to have to pump money in. A guy just messaged me, or I think he he commented on something yesterday, saying, "I'm 50 years old. I don't want to have to pay into a policy for 30 years." Like he he wants a short funding period. Right. Those particular products will credit strong IRRs. They have lower PUA fees, so you don't experience the upfront hit. The break-even is typically between four and five with strong long-term performance. You can tell I'm nerding out with this stuff, but just with the, the variety of options that are now, are now are available with Mass and other carriers, as an agent, you really need to be on your game if you're in the cash value space. Uh, but as a consumer, you have a variety of options to select from to really make sure you can get the absolute best option out of the gates and just, you know, put the hammer down and go a million miles per hour. <laughs> besides besides what you just talked about with Mass, did any other carriers make any changes that, that you're really excited about or just kind of, you know, change to the guaranteed rates and change to the MEC limits. Yeah, the, the guaranteed rates and MEC limits is a, across the board. Not not really. You most companies just filed at a 3% guarantee. Because like Mass did the also the, the other thing that, that you didn't mention um that really I think is kind of the only other thing um that I was excited about with the changes to the mass product is a couple of the um products have lower policy loan interest rates. Oh yeah. So when we're working on a sale where we're solving for future income or we're looking for supplemental retirement income, I've got multiple products that have a much lower policy loan interest rate that can drive a lot, drives a lot more potential income out of that policy. Um, I haven't seen that anybody else has done anything like that. Uh, Anything else you can think of that's kind of out of the box? Yeah, I can go through, excuse me, a little bit of that. Um, What most companies done, like Mass, for example, whatever the guaranteed rate is, when you look at the variable loan rate, it's always plus 1%. So for example, the 10 pay, your guarantees at two, you know all this. The variable loan rate is then at 3%. If you look at the 15 pay, the guarantees at two and a half percent. So the variable loan rate floor is three and a half percent. So it's just whatever the guarantee is plus one, which is exactly what it was before. The guaranteed rate was four and the variable loan rate um, floor was 5% and still is if you have an old mass product. So when you look at other carriers, they, they've done almost the same thing. Um, for example, if you look at Guardian's old product, they had a guaranteed rate of 4% and a fixed loan rate of 6%. However, that fixed loan rate was fixed for 10 years and at the 10th year, you could elect to change that to a variable loan rate. It would then become non-direct recognition, and that floor was 4.5%, still with a guaranteed rate of 4%. With the new change, you've got a 3% guarantee, so the fixed loan rate has dropped from 6 to 5%. 
At year 10, you can elect variable with non-direct recognition, which has a, a variable loan rate and a floor of 4%. So similar trend to just where they dropped everything. And if you keep, if you keep the fixed rate, what happens um, with the old one at age 65 or year 20, whichever comes last, um, the fixed rate actually drops down to 4% with the old product and with the new one down to 3%, matching the guaranteed rate. So they, you know, all companies have their own way of doing things, but what I've noticed as, as the guaranteed rates have dropped, the loan rates have dropped proportionally as well, which is, which is good. It evens yeah, things out. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I got too Well, technical. I know that, uh, you know, you and I, you're going to help me with this, but uh, in 2022, I know we're going to, we're going to press um, gently, but very firmly on mass to, uh, be a little more flexible with um, how they're receiving premium dollars and how we fund policies and um, always with the mindset of, you know, we really want to deliver what the consumer wants. Um, I was trying to look at this as, you know, I'm a consumer and at the end of the day, what I would want most would be a product that's going to give death benefit protection to my family, but also that I can, you know, on the fly, be stuffing money into that's going to grow tax free uh, that I can access via a loan and then repay that loan and get some really strong cash value performance out of that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep pushing on, uh, on mass mutual. You know, they've made some of those changes over the last couple of years that looked like we were headed in a positive direction, but I feel like there's still some things that are, that are lagging behind a little bit. Yeah. But, but overall, like with the new 7702 change, I was, Probably surprised with a lot of carriers, but them quite a bit in a good way, where they have outright stated some products are designed and the sole purpose is cash accumulation. Not the sole yeah. purpose, but the primary purpose is cash accumulation. Yeah. Where there was some resistance to that in the past. Um, but they're like, hey, like if somebody's interested in high cash value, like 10 pay, 15 pay, these products accommodated. Others do too. Like they're higher like cash value, all of them really. Right. Um, but they came out with that messaging, which was, which is, I love it. Obviously I would in my space, <laughs> but I think it's a good sign. Um, and it also makes them very competitive because they, they're a force, man. Like everybody knows who they are. Um, so if they can embrace that a bit more in some ways, they'll really be able to, to do some nice things. Yeah, I agree. Family. Yeah. Fun stuff. Well, I know we'll be doing some nice things this year. Uh, anybody out there who is interested in learning more about any of the things that Steve and I talk about, feel free to reach out to Steve Parisi directly. Um, you can find all these chats on the IBC YouTube channel, along with endless amounts of other content that is all things uh, cash value life insurance and policy design and underwriting questions and uh, really breaking down how some of these carriers operate and, and what you need to know uh, if you're interested in this space, either as an agent or as a client. If you want to talk about mass mutual life disability, long-term care, fixed annuities, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Mike Courtney, mass mutual, Eastern Pennsylvania. Steve, thanks for the chat today. I hope you have a great week and uh, we'll be catching up soon. Likewise. Thanks for your time as always. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Enjoy.